Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we have automotive photographer extraordinaire, Mr. Larry Chen himself on the show to share his immense passion of cars and capturing those special moments that he sees within them and their owners. Larry and I talk about his workaholic lifestyle and being obsessed to get the best shot possible with each opportunity he gets. We talk about Larry's drive to tell stories and to capture memorable moments that resonate with his audience. Larry is a true testament to someone who's turned what they love into what they do for a living. Manifestation is the name of Larry's game, as you will see further on in this episode. So here we go, everybody. Episode 172 with Larry Chen. Let's roll. First and foremost, thank you so much. I imagine you're quite a busy person. Um, from the sound of it, from what um, I gather from following your work for some time now via Speed Hunters and just your work in general on your social media and stuff, you are uh, you're very busy and you make yourself busy. It seems like too. You got quite the hustler gene. Um, where does that come from? Just kind of staying busy and, and, and moving around. I like uh, that whole make yourself busy. <laughs> I, that, that, <laughs> that's what it is, that's right? That's true. You know, uh, the thing is, like, anytime winter comes around, you know, like everything slows down in general. But like, especially in the car culture scene and racing scene, it pretty much comes to a halt, right? Um, but you're right. I do try to make myself busy. I still look out for those events. I, I still try to go to people's shops. I look out for cars to shoot, whatever. You know, I just. I kind of just want to keep shooting, you know, even though it's the off season, um, I know I should be relaxing <laughs> and uh, doing other fun things, but yeah, car stuff, it's just, uh, it's where it's at, you know, it makes me feel alive. Mm. And that's, oh, where, but where, where does it come from? Sure. Yeah. But yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if it comes from your purpose of, of what your happiness comes from, then that's, you know, that's the answer, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of people um, they want to uh, they have their nine to five job or whatever, and then once they're done with their job, they want to shut down, right? Sure. And then they want to uh, do something to get away from their job. Um, but people like you and I, that our job is to make those guys happy, you know? Yeah, so we're 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 giving them the escape, right? Yeah. So then, with that said. Uh, our escape is like our work, mm. you know? Yeah. So for, for me, I'm all, when I'm working, it's having, I'm having fun. Uh, <laughs> when I'm doing house chores, that's when it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a yeah. necessary evil, right? So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, one thing I was curious about too, is just, um, one thing that kind of common, common thread through all of our guests and everybody that come on, comes on the show is, is that balance between, you know, work and pleasure and play. And at the same time, keeping it fun. Um, it's not always that easy too. I would imagine unless you found the secret sauce and if so, please share it with the rest of us. But, um, how do you maintain that equilibrium, that balance? Because you obviously have family as well and, um, you travel a lot and, and all that kind of stuff. It's gotta be a challenge, right? Yeah, it's definitely a big challenge. I mean, uh, it may surprise a lot of people, but I have two kids, you know, I'm married. Um, it's not easy at all. And I've pretty much sacrificed everything in life to get to this point, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, I'm still sacrificing 
time with family, time with friends. I don't, I pretty much, I always say I don't have any friends. You know, the friends um, that I have now are the people that I work with in the, in the industry. Lucky for me, I get to see them often enough, but, you know, it's always during um, like a work environment. But I'm okay with that, you know, because you just can't have everything. Yeah. So, like, the friends that I grew up with um, and, you know, like friends from high school or whatever, just friends in general. I just don't get to have that, you know, like uh, when people go out or when people, you know, want to shut down, they just want to go out with their buddies, go drinking or go partying or whatever. I don't have that anymore, period. Like that's a non thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm asleep to wake up early for a sunrise shoot versus everyone else going out to have fun, you know, and that's the same thing when I'm at events too. After the event, most people shut down, um, you know, at a Formula Drift or a race or or whatever. Like uh, it could be even a car show or like a big car show. Afterwards, you know, people are gathering up, going to have fun, going to eat. Not me. I have to go back to the hotel, work on pictures. You know, once I'm done with my work, then I can actually shut down. Which means basically go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Work's never done. That's why, right? <laughs> Yeah. And photography is a trade that from my understanding is a trade that only you only get better at it by going out there and doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's one of the things that I always preach, you know, like if you want to get better, yeah, you could take a class, you could do this, you could do yeah. that, whatever, but actually going out and doing it, yeah. it's it's honestly easier than more than ever, you know, like I mean, before you had to develop the film, all that stuff. Yeah. It was a lot more difficult, but now that everyone has a camera on their phone, it, man, it's so easy. It's crazy. It, it really is cheating. Um, <laughs> plus, it forces you, like, because the cameras, while they're getting better, they're not that good yet. You really have to focus on your composition. You really have to, like, do so much to create amazing, beautiful photos with your phone. You know, yeah. so, and, and I think that's really cool for anyone to, to be able to use that. Yeah. The phone thing is quite interesting because we have social media, right? And social media allows for, um, let's say like Instagram, for example, like the image size is like horribly small. It's like 600 by 600 pixels, which is, that should be illegal, but I get why. Cause it's a server issue. They would crash the server if they are yeah. all loading 4k images. But, um, that's kind of, you know, it's funny to, I'm just curious to see, cause this is how it always works. It starts with the low resolution, slowly builds and grows, you know, as, the infrastructure can handle the the bandwidth basically. But um, yeah, it's really interesting too, because I've, I follow that too and just seeing, you know, the photos that are created and it is um, something pretty awesome that when people are making, you know, d- decent quality photographs that they're sharing on social media, um, their whatever channel via the phone, you know, which is interesting. Right. I mean, yeah, but let's uh, be honest. Uh, most of the things that people share is just what they're eating. Food, photos. Yeah, <laughs> food and, and corgis. Uh. You're right. So content, content is king still, content even though it's 600, king. even though it's 600 pixels wide. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's a 600 pixels wide picture of your breakfast, it's uh, <laughs> not going to be as interesting. Um, I mean, like for a car guy, you know, as a, as a cool car or set of wheels or whatever. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it is true. And context is king. And that's something that leads me. We're going to bounce around. This is the, how the conversations work in this show. Uh-huh. But um, that kind of got me thinking about another concept when it comes to 
you know, photography in general and car photography, automotive photography, because very uh, automotive photography is very much its own thing based on the subject matter. But when I say shoot a photo of my car, a car, basically, I'm thinking about the landscape a lot. Um, first and foremost, what's your approach? Do you think about the landscape or the surrounding first, or do you take it in? How, how, how do you really kind of approach, uh, a setting or a scene or a place that you're, you're capturing? Yeah. So my approach can be different, um, to, I think a lot of automotive photographers, um, I definitely think background first. Uh, in fact, this morning as I was in the shower, I was thinking, um, of a car that I had to shoot, but I'm trying to think of a new place uh, in LA that I haven't shot. Mm. Which you know, it's it's or Southern California in general. It's easy. I mean, there's so many places. Even though I've exhausted so many places, <laughs> there's always a, a thing where you could shoot it at a different time of day, yeah. or you could um, shoot at a different section. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the way we shoot. Um, when, when I, uh, used to shoot a lot with the speed hunters guys, um, at one place or at one event or like at a track where we used to knock out like 15 car features in a weekend, we could just move a couple feet over and then we could get a completely different scene, you know, plus it's a different time of day or whatever. There's just so many different ways to use one location. Um, with that said, I understand that there's that whole photoshopography kind of movement, which I'm completely cool with. I'm totally for, you know, I think that's super cool that you can, you know, put your car on the moon or on the Mars, whatever. (laughs) You can put it in in any city you want. You can put any background. That's cool. That's fine. But for me, with the timeline that I'm usually working with um, when I have to shoot a car and the amount of photos that people want to see, the amount of photos that I have to deliver – that's pretty much impossible for me to do. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to show everything. I'm trying to show the shift knob. I'm trying to show the gauges. I'm trying to show all the details and the lines of the car in a natural setting. You know, just I, I want to show the beauty of it. You know, I want to show what it's like to actually be there to be able to touch it and, and feel it. Um, naturally. Yeah, naturally. And that's that's one of the things that I feel like it's a, it's kind of hard to convey with one or two images. Yeah. Um, it's a story so you're like, telling, right? Yeah. I mean, like for me, it's like it has to be 35 shot minimum mm. each car, you know, because there's just so much detail. Even if it's a stock car, the thing is a lot of people haven't been able to experience these cars, every one like um i mean you could say if you're yeah you're a car expert you go to meets all the time you know you've seen whether well, interior of a whatever i don't know it could be like a f- even like similar yeah f40 or something like yeah they're they're common enough where if you go to certain car shows whatever you could see it but um that goes to the whole thing where like hey i need it I need a shot at it, you know, like I want to, I want to shoot it. So, so many, uh, thousands of people have shot this car, but Hey, I want to shoot it myself, you know, and I want to show my audience what it looks like to me. Yeah. You know? so, so it's like, it could be something like, that's a perfect example the F40. Most people know what it looks like, you know, but how many people have seen it with the headlights up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Which is what that's, you captured. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, that's the yeah. first thing I thought of when I got to shoot that or, um, last year, early last year, right. I shot that F40. I'm like, 
you know what? I've never really seen anyone shoot it with the headlights up. So <laughs> I did flip shoot ups, baby. Yeah, exactly. I shot the the whole the car eighty percent with the headlights up because I thought it was such a different shape. You know, um, people assume that the headlights are the ones that are in front or whatever, but those are just whatever daytime running lights or cornering lamps or whatever. But um, the actual headlights are flip-up lights, which people don't actually get to see that often. Yeah, I think that's what gives your photos um, that feel. I think it comes from the amount of photos you've probably taken over the years, which has got to be astronomical, but at the same time, that exact thing. And also the thing that you said naturally, which I think is funny, is you're like, you're in the shower and you're thinking about, I mean, that's me to a T. <laughs> so, so my, but I considered my favorite ideas come from like when I'm supposed to be unwinding in the shower, you know, doing another yeah. task. And I'm like, Oh right. yeah, let's do this. Let's try that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, so you're a workaholic then. Yeah. It seems like you embrace I mean, it though. Right? No, well it's not really, I don't think it's a bad though. thing personally though. No. I think I love it, but that's just me. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. I'll, I, I like the fun parts, you know, like, which to me, that's the fun part is finding the, place finding the cars you know interacting with the owner driving the car looking at you know like the, the that all that is fun publishing and writing and billing and like all of that stuff i hate i can't stand and i don't like doing that stuff <laughs> and um i mean i i try my best to to avoid that stuff as much <laughs> as i can sure. uh, so but but that's the thing is like the fun stuff like finding locations like for example um one of the places i loved shooting um in la uh, was the sixth street bridge mm, and yeah that, that got demolished right so and i'm thinking like man when that new bridge opens up i want to be one of the first photographers on there with a car you know <laughs> making it, it. Yeah, making everyone mad, blocking traffic. I don't care. I'll just, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I just want to shoot on there, um, just to kind of like that's just like another new location. You know. Sure. That's one thing I love about photography personally is the scouting aspect, and then at the same time, um, it keeps you really active and it gets you out. Um, I, I'm, I, it's typically in the people in my trade, we're typically you know, studio nerds would just sit in there and just get the, 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 the tan from the monitors basically. But <laughs> going out there and shooting, it's, I consider it little, little adventures basically. And I just love what a location gives you. That's why I kind of wanted to bring that up because, you know, cars, yes, every car has its own personality. Totally agree. Every car has its own uniqueness. Totally agree. But every environment, I think for me, it's the environment and the culture that you're that's really what makes a great photograph in regards to cars, in my opinion. Um, some yeah. people might go, you know, it's all about the lighting. Totally. There's whatever you're into. But for me, what I'm saying is like the, the petrolicious approach, if you will, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, what is the story behind this amazing thing? And it's not a necessarily the car because I don't know, I mean, you've been to way more car meets than I have, but it's always like the funniest thing when you meet somebody, go a nice car and they're like, and I thanks. And it's like, well, well, hold on. Like somebody made this car, you purchased it. And yeah. if, if it's like a stock kind of like <laughs> car, it's like, okay, well I'm thanking the people that made it 
not yeah. you, unless you've gone away and, and built it yourself and made some yeah. kind of weird, weird madness, which we'll get into later because we'll talk about your or, or restoring or, yeah. or, or yeah, start we, from the ground up or whatever. I don't know. Totally. And that's yeah. really a whole different game, obviously. And then and you're giving props to the person for the, the sheer patience and sheer yeah. will yeah. of doing such a task because that's not easy and it's oftentimes yeah. a pain in the butt. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I think with these things, it's, it's a little adventures and, and for you, it seems like you're, you know, you have manifested. I would say from what I've been watching from afar, you're, you're definitely a manifester, not for the fact of like, oh, I'm talented. It's more like I'm going to be there and work harder. <laughs> well, Is that on, true or? Yeah, no, for sure. And honestly, it's kind of a selfish thing too for me. Like, um, I want to go to these places. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I want to experience these things. Like, um, I'm looking on my desk right now of a, a, it's a business card of a fixer guy that I met in Cuba. And, um, like I got to shoot in Cuba in, on the streets of Havana and, that is, it's just like selfish for me. Yeah, I could have probably photoshopped a car in on the streets of Havana, but to be able to actually enjoy it for myself and actually say I did it, that that's like that selfishness, you know, that's that, it's like nice that I, I, I mean, that's what makes me want to do it, you yeah. know, not for other people. Um, yeah. yeah, it's cool that I created those pictures or whatever, and I got to publish those pictures for other people to enjoy. But like that, that's the fun aspect of it. You know, that's what keeps me going really. Otherwise I just wouldn't be able to continue. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's really, um, again, what I'm getting at here is I find that you're manifesting and you're also just doing what you love. And I think really that's the secret. Um, you know, I think that's the secret with anybody doing any kind of art or work or creative thing is that they're just, being themselves capturing what they love and they're selfishly doing it. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's how yeah, it seems no, like for any, sure. anybody that's doing anything great is usually that's the formula that I've been finding. And you see that through and through. And I'm sure you experienced that through meeting the various car owners in their builds mm -hmm. and the uniqueness that they put on there. And, and what do you think is a common thread between, you know, some of the <laughs> best builds? It's kind of interesting to me that like um, with a lot of the builds that I uh, encounter, a lot of people that I encounter, it, it just amazes me how hard they work on their car for that goal. You know, I mean, like, yeah, they do it for themselves or whatever, but, you know, they want to go to that one show or they want to get that one feature or they want to get that one cover story. I mean, we're talking about thousands of hours in some of these cars, you know, like yeah. it, it's, it's amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like how far can something like this go? You know, yeah. how far can one car go really? Um, but you know what they're doing them. That's, that's what makes them happy. You know, like I don't have the dedication. I don't have the patience for that kind of build. Um, I'll tell you right now, like I just hate, my my whole thing is I hate doing things over. Like, it's one of those things where if you take apart, Same. like let's say, yeah, you take apart your headlights and then you put everything back together and there's like a clip or two that didn't make it back in. It's like, oh, well, that's, like, not, that's not going well, to go back. Yeah, that's not going back forever. You know, like I'm just going <laughs> to throw the stuff away. Yeah. Um, that's how I am when it comes to working on cars. I, I mean, I still like working on cars, but like, that's it's a bitch though. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and, and then there's those people that are okay with that, 
you know, they're okay with, all right, I'm just going to redo everything because this one bolt is stripped yeah. or I'm, you know, like, and I'm I, thinking, I love those people I, though. Yeah. 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 And that's why, like, that's why I'm glad that I'm, I get to meet these people, you know, like they want to work hard to eventually be able to work with me, you know, and that makes me so like, it makes me so happy that I get to work with these people and shoot their cars and shoot their project and, and kind of like enjoy their dream Hmm. too you know it's very very um uh what do you call that when something's living within one another cobiotic or something i can't remember the name yeah but i think that's i don't yeah it's 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 a really beautiful ecosystem i think which is really what what it gets down (laughs) to and and i think the common thread from what i've seen and all like um, I don't really frequent car. Sh- I'm quite a to myself um, recluse when it comes to cars. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes the people ruin the cars because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a douche. That sucks because it ruins the car for me. So I usually keep <laughs> to myself. Um, but there are amazing people with amazing cars. It's also it's 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 a you know it's it's a total universe itself. But um, I I find that I really I I find the common thread between all the amazing stuff is, is just the pure passion, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I was just at SEMA for the first time this last year and it's just totally bonkers seeing a lot of the cars in person. I'm like, okay, cool. Like there, nothing's perfect. So, cause you know, photographs, they really portray like, look at this perfect car. And you're like, wow, that's insane. Look at those welds or look at everything on here. Look at the hours spent. But mm-hmm. I think what I really, I'm drawn to, and I imagine you're probably similar is the patina of cars, the the lack mm-hmm. of a huge budget, but more about creativity. Um, can you talk a little bit about that when you, when you, what, what do you look for when you're capturing a car or what are something, some favorite characteristics that you really appreciate in a build itself? Hmm. Well, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. There are times where I've had to shoot cars, shoot around things. You know, I've shot cars that don't even have brakes, <laughs> or I've shot, <laughs> I've shot cars that purpose built. <laughs> yeah, like I, I posted a couple of pictures recently of this uh, cover story I did for D Sport, where one of the cars, it was like uh, two cars on a highway. One of the cars wasn't even running; it was just tied to a, a tow stripe, tied to my truck while I was in the truck bed. <laughs> I was shooting it, and it looked like it was just driving. But I mean, that's the thing is I have to shoot around things sometimes. But sure. you'd be surprised. More often than not, I'm actually. Um, surprised how perfect cars are or how perfect to my eyes like it could be like you said the patina patina could be perfect there you go yeah you know that's the subjective nature yeah yeah like but but i mean there are it's one of those things like you understand like right when you see it you understand that it's supposed to be that way yeah you know versus like a huge rip in the seat or whatever versus like just a worn down seat Sure. You know, a used like, seat. Yeah. A yeah. Seat yeah. That. You understand what's supposed to look correct. Yeah. And um, there's just so many times where I've shot cars where I'm like, the owner's like, oh man, let me let me just clean this. And I'm like, no, just leave it alone. It's perfect. I like it. <laughs> Boom. You know, yeah. um, other people will think it's perfect. Uh, that goes to the whole like. Um, what is that? What you th- think? Why? Why do people? Why are people like that? I don't, you know, the thing is because they don't realize a lot of times that other people think it's cool. Yeah. That uh, goes to the whole thing where um, I always say like, I'm, I'm in Tokyo a lot. I'm shooting in Japan a lot. And I go to these guys' shops where it's just like a one or two bay shop. 
and they have a bunch of like Japanese classic cars or whatever. So they have no idea why I'm there. Why anyone would think <laughs> it's cool, you know? That's but, very Japanese, but, though. They're very humble. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they're humble, like. But but the thing is, to me, I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah. The shop's cool. The people, the texture, all of that is cool to me and cool to everyone else in the world, except for the people. Locally, you know, or that guy, even he's like, oh, like everyone hates me on this block because I make all this noise, or you know, it's like an unsightly place. But for me, it's the most amazing place, you know. Like, I agree, it, it, it's the characteristics, it's, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, like that's the one of the quirky things about cars and photography in general, like around car culture. I agree. I was actually kind of funny that you bring this up because I went off, uh, as I was telling you before we jumped in the call, I, I purchased my dream car, which is 93 NSX. And um, three months in, found like a big chunk of metal in the oil. And I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. <laughs> so uh, I, I find uh, the best builder I can find that specializes in it. And I go to his house and it's like or his, his shop and it's, it's an extension <laughs> off of his house. It's this big kind of barn and it's just filled with nsx's and like all things NSX. so i'm just i'm just like freaking out you know yeah yeah my wife thinking... calls him my new best friend basically you yeah some his name's nick he's awesome he's basically like my nsx dad that's why i call him too so uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, his see, shop is just fry huge filled i'll send you some photos it's just covered that's that's exactly what i mean like and he was like oh don't he, take photos and i'm like yeah, no exactly. this is the best <laughs> exactly people yeah. if 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 like i could see this story title right now NSX junkyard kind of thing, you know? Like yeah, exactly. You, you, it, it's just a bunch of NSXs, bunch of NSX parts, bumpers, all that. And people that have never even seen an NSX would think it's the coolest thing ever. Yep, exactly. You know? Because well, cause you take of, them there, right? Yeah, it's one of those cars. You transport them there. And it's it's really rare for me to even see an NSX on the road, um, <laughs> let alone be in like a shop with all of them and like really sick, like... He's got one that's like used to race at Le Mans and like crush oh, it too. And it's wow. sitting there. It's a paperweight basically. Yeah. And I've taken so many photos of it while I'm like casually taking photos of the build because <laughs> Nick is really cool. And I, at the end of the build, I actually made him a rad book and, and he just made his day, which is that's just like awesome. rad photos of him just doing his thing and, and what he loves. And, you know, it's kind of uh, a unique situation to really be able to be in that setting. And also, you know, when you're, we completely rebuilt the engine from like custom made ways go ahead, like everything, you know, so capturing it, all those little details in, in minutia, it, it just was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, so. it's kind of crazy because if you think about it, um, there's that guy for every type of car. Totally is. I yeah. don't care what you say. There is there that is. guy. It's true. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. For really w- weird, rare cars, or for just cars that are new even you know somebody that's really into like a 2017 car he's like you know what i'm gonna be the guy you know yeah i'm gonna be yeah. a spoon version of this car or whatever it is you know and yeah really get yeah into and it, it, it sometimes it's no rhyme or reason sometimes it's the best reason like i uh one of this um big stories that like jalopnik picked up on when i that i shot was this uh, a86 that had 32 miles on the odometer Whoa, you know and, i didn't see and, that wow yeah that's guy, insane <laughs> and it was in the basement of this guy's house in belgium and um like he has all these like 
original A86 N2 parts and N2 bumpers and all these like rare A86 things. And I'm like, what's the what's the story? He's basically like, okay, I've built 12 of these rally cars for Toyota in Europe, and the 13th one, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep it. I'm never gonna drive it. It still has all the stubblies on it on the tires. Wow. You know, he turns. <laughs> He turns it over by hand every month. Like, um, it's like a time capsule. It still has the original Japanese plastic that's covering the seats and stuff like that. It has everything. And and the the thing is, like, that's the whole, like, museum kind of thing. You know, like, like, uh, to the right of it was this uh, original, um, like, uh, Celica Alltrack Castro, you know, rally car. And then to the to the left of it is like some other crazy Toyota something or other, you know. Like it's just so much of that. He only let me shoot pictures of that and a set. I mean that uh, um, A86. But the point is, like, who would have thought how many years ago that this car would be so special, you know? But he thought it was special because you know he has his own story on it when I'm building so many of them and he, you know, appreciated it. Yeah. So it's it's a magic formula car for me. I've owned one and it's got all, it checks almost all the boxes for me personally. It's, 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 it's small, it's quirky, it's cheap, it's fun. You can throw it around. It's underpowered, which makes you, allows you to drive it with like full pedal to the metal, which is a lot of fun. Like in my NSX, it's, it's supercharged. It's quite fast and you can't pedal the metal. You're going to just, no matter who you are, you're going to really, you're going to throw it off the road if you're not careful. So it's a car, it it demands you to understand how to drive a car. But like with the Hachiroku stuff, it was just like, just throw it and have fun and it's a smile car and it's like oh break it okay cool it's like a 20 dollar part who cares you know yeah so uh, when when uh, your listeners uh, have a moment just search 48 kilometer a86 yeah, and that'll that be the first and, and second story that comes up um, it's just one of those stupid things you know yeah uh, no, it's really cool it's it's crazy it's crazy yeah. 40 48 kilometers that's that's mm-hmm. amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what people are doing is, is really interesting. And I think that's that's probably got to be one of the most fun things, though, is meeting these people and then capturing their love. And you're constantly surrounded by it. It's one thing I've been noticing, too. I've been following close attention because I really enjoy what all the, the, the what do you call them, the... Um, the, the Hoonigan guys, but there's yeah, a name yep. like what are that? What do they call when they're being assholes? <laughs> they're making people break their cars and stuff. Oh, uh, scumbagging! Yeah, all the scumbags. Yeah, scumbag. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian yeah. Scotto and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I've been following closely with what's going on, yeah. and I, I noticed that you've been uh, spending a lot of time there, which is cool. Like you're aligning with them. Is that a, a thing that it's just they're 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 buddies of yours, or is that a common thing? Are you it, are you trying to align with them more? Like what's it, what's up with that? It's one of those things that's, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Um, I've been working with them closely for a long time. I've been shooting Chemblock for many, many years and to the point where um, there was even a point when there was this uh, like Gymkhana slash autocross series in, in the U.S. Um, and at the time, I was actively competing in autocross with my 240Z. Um, so anyways, I entered this Gymkhana. Little did I know, I lined up. I, I looked to my left, and I'm lined up on, on the Christmas tree with uh, Ken Block in his, uh, <laughs> Subaru, in his Subaru. Oh, man, and, Subaru um, days. I love those I, days. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've told the story, and there's a video of it, too, where the, the light – 
like starts going down and I don't even let it go to green. I just like leave <laughs> the light so early and I, I just just red light it so bad just to get to the first corner, you know, before Ken. Yeah. But he, even though he leaves on green, he still passes me like right away. Yeah. Damn so, like, Ken. So good. I'm, yeah. Like I've, I'm, you know, I met him a long time ago and then lucky for me, I got to start shooting the Gymkhana's, you know, as they're filming them. Yeah. Uh, and then I started following him when he was racing and just, I don't know. It's just one of those relationships where, it just grew over time and you know it just made sense for me to do more video stuff and do more stuff with them just because they're just cool people to hang out with and i feel like they're doing it right yeah. in terms of like you know the whole keep it off the street you know still have fun but guess what keep it off the street and don't um don't do stupid things yeah do stupid things in a controlled environment that's fine but uh, they they really push that whole you know keep it on the track thing, which which is I think is cool you know like they follow whatever time attack and you know all the guys they drive themselves you know and that's what I love about it like the drag race autocross drift or um, time attack or whatever you know like yeah. and of Ken he's the you know biggest guy in terms of um, just keep it on the track doing rally doing gymkhana doing whatever I, I feel like it, it's it's such a good movement good culture movement um when it comes with the whole brand you know like you got the clothing you got the cool cars and and Ken's smart he's a very smart businessman i mean he's been doing it since dc days so yeah exactly yeah. really yeah. smart guy fun guy to work with all of those guys it's it's honestly the best guys to work with like i'm so stoked that they've kind of embraced um letting me you know be a part of their show and and you know um just all, all the shoots that they do um i love being a part of them no matter what that's awesome yeah i, I watched that recent one where it was like after the what is it called the the japanese classic car thing and you brought all the all the guys over with all the crazy old builds that have oh yeah super that, sick that yeah. Lip. The R thirty. Oh, that one that recedes and stuff. Yeah, yeah I've never yeah, seen that before. Exactly. I was like, exactly. oh damn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was so fun, and it's so funny you guys freaking out over it. But the I think, is, yeah, yeah, they appreciate that stuff just yeah. like I do. Like, yes, they're real I guys. do too. Like, yeah, because that's, that's really weird and unique and rad, and yeah. that's what makes it cool. It's very authentic. If you go back and look at their channel. Just look at the variety of different cars that show up and the variety of cars that they love. You know, like for, for New Year's, we did an 18-car burnout. You know, my, my car was there, um, a 240Z. But if you look at the variety of different cars that were there that they're friends with, you know, that's what is so cool. Like, it's basically like this trophy truck parked next to this um, whatever, some other off-road vehicle next to this open wheel st- something or next to this Model A next to my car next to, you know, like, yeah. it's just such a variety of, that's what car culture is about, is yeah. loving everything, you know? And, and you I always say, There's a lot of hate, though, which is yeah, weird. That's, that's the thing. Tons yeah, of it. I, I sound like a broken record saying this, but like if someone else loves their car just as like if someone else pours their heart and soul into it and they love it, I should take a second look at it too, because sure. Why do they like it? You know? Yeah. They perspective. Love it. I, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. And then it's like saying, you know, with you, with your NSX, you love your NSX just as much as some dude with a donk loves his car. You know what I mean? So weird. Well, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, that's the common thread I think is the love. And I think that 
um, resources like the Hoonigan channel and donut media and all that kind of stuff are really trying to showcase that petrolicious as well, as well. Um, it's really a dawn of, of, of a new form of media too. It's it's, which is really rad, um, capturing it and really getting it out there and sharing and exposing people's love and passion for these things, because that's really, I think for me, that's always been the common thread. And that's mm-hmm. really what exposed me. I mean, I was the same way with music when I was younger. I'd be like, ah, I'm only going to listen to this like hardcore music. Yeah. And everything else sucks. And then mm-hmm. a friend of mine is like, yo, check out this hip hop. I'm like, I don't like rap, you know? It's like, <laughs> and then I was like, and then I was like, whoa, this is really awesome. And then I became a huge hip hop head, you know? And so, mm-hmm. and then in the beginning, I was like, I'm into domestic cars only. And then I got a, an EF nine hatchback Honda Civic. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is so fun and it's so cheap and it handles great. And there, there it goes, you know? And I, I, I find that, I don't know if you're the same, but it's like over time, as you get to see and experience all this love through all these cars, you're like, I kind of like them all in different ways. Um, I definitely have my particulars why I like certain things, but, mm-hmm. um, so you have a two forty Z it's a first gen, right? What year is it? Yeah, it's 1970, and it's number 2,868, so it's pretty early, yeah. Yeah, and that's really where I feel, in my personal opinion, is the best of the Z, because it didn't have all the extra stuff bogging it down and removing it from what its purpose is, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom had a first gen um, back in Hawaii when I was growing up, and it was red and it was awesome and she would shred in it all the time. <laughs> and I always remembered the smell because those cars have a ton of smell. The interior oh, yeah. has a smell oh, yeah. and it's, it's, it's yeah. a combination of gas yeah. and like armor all leather and right. like, you know, it's, synthetic processed plastic kind of parts and, and leather and stuff. It's Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because I've um, changed it enough. It's evolved. Like it's gone through so many smell evolutions, <laughs> I guess. Like, so now my car smells like a hundred octane fuel. I mean, you can't oh. really smell it because now it's fuel injected, it's turbo. And like, I have a new gas tank and all that stuff. But my car has gone through all of the smells, mm. you know, with the original uh, seats, original interior, all that. Um, and then, you know, with the original motor that leaked fuel all the time and it's just like, I, <laughs> I guess I've changed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've changed it over time to now it doesn't smell. It smells like a, it doesn't really smell at all. Now it has AC, uh, I, I installed vintage air in it and now nice. it like even doesn't smell more. Yeah, I guess you know, it's, like, huh. it's like, it's like a more of a streetcar now. But but it's kind of crazy, like that you said that because my buddy just brought over his '76 Celica the other day, mm. and my God, that that smell when I first sat in that car, it brought me back mm. to my like three four year old self, like <laughs> sitting like sitting in my dad's um, Corolla. He had an '83, I think, awesome, and, and or '82, whatever. But smells anyways, do that; they transform you. Yeah. yeah, they it smelled exactly like that old Toyota interior. I don't know. It just <laughs> like it, it's not even a good smell. It's terrible. In no, fact. it is, but it's so good. It's horribly great. Yeah, yeah but like <laughs> I, I would love to have that. You know, like that's the problem. Like I'm sure it's the same way with you. If you had the means, if you had the money to to have that space plus all, you know, you you'll buy all these cars that mean sure. a lot to you. Of course, you know, and, and that's. 
parts um, of your personality is really what yeah. I consider it. Yeah. Because cars so are extensions of us, yeah. you know, I believe. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that, you know, what a person drives really defines them. You get a domestic guy, a uh, car guy, an older domestic guy. Okay. So those cars really normally don't handle very well unless you completely change them. So <laughs> they, they're like going fast uh, just in one straight line or mm-hmm. they can only turn left. No, I'm, I'm just making jokes. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate all that stuff. Cause like I, I've gone to like NASCAR events and stuff and, and I see what it is and why it is what it is. But, um, it's, it, it is really an extension, you know, but then I think as you evolve, um, as a person, so do your tastes in cars and what you like. But the, the thing is like, we just talked about, like, you can't take those memories out and those memories are so pivotal, right? Like mm-hmm. those, that smell of an interior. And I think that's what makes cars so unique is they're, they're com- the complete package for me. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creative person, director, designer and stuff, but I find that cars for me are the, one of the ultimate art forms created. They're a combination of science and engineering and also form and function where you have the form side of things where it needs to be aesthetically beautiful. And what is that? And how do you make something aesthetically beautiful? And that comes down to design and design choices and stuff. And you have cars that are beautiful and cars that aren't and and why and how, and the quirky car is what makes them unique, you know? So I've never even seen the car that Ken Block recently was just going like spazoid over. Like I've never mm-hmm. seen that car before. Yeah. Oh I've yeah. Se- I think yeah. I've seen like, like quick glimpses of it when I'm watching mm-hmm. like vintage rally stuff. But mm-hmm. then I saw it and I'm like, this Escort, is like the most, yeah. it's the most quirky car. What is that again? I can't remember. It's yeah. a Ford. It's a, it's a Escort. And I, I believe that a, a version of that was available in the U S as a Mercury. Interesting. Mercury Mercure, I think. Really? But it, I, I, and I believe that it was turbo also, but I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if it's the same, same year, mm. but, um, in fact, I'm pretty sure it's not the same year. Yeah. Uh, but but it, there was a version of of some of an escort like that in the U.S. Um, but super rare. I've never really seen one. I've maybe seen a couple. Um, but yeah, like that that kind of car means a lot to Ken. Yeah, which is yeah. rare, and you could see yeah. it how much he loves it. He's like, "This is my dream car." It's like I know what that feeling is, and obtaining it, you know, like doing what he's done. It's like that's that's really awesome you know you right. got it you got to love that and you got to support it and you got to really appreciate that because it's like that doesn't come from just being like i'm laying on the couch and i'm gonna be lazy it's like no this guy's a hustler and he's manifested it you know and i think that's that's awesome i really yeah. love that you know like i really appreciate that when i see somebody out in the hustle and they're making their dreams happen it's like right that's just the coolest because what it does for people like myself is it shows you like it's possible you know yeah he- heck he even just bought an rs200 yeah, that's it. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. The RS200. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. No, so, the Ford Escort is, I love that. And I know I'm yeah, very familiar with yeah, that car, but it's yeah, the yeah. Uh, the RS200. That's his dream car. And I yeah, find that to yeah. be like, it's such a quirky car and so unique and weird. And I think it totally matches him and his personality. Now I see the car come together. I see like the designs of his shoes and like uh, mm-hmm. the progression of like just his style. It's like quirky, but rad. And it's done. Yeah. It's unique too, which I think is great too. Because Ken is also a designer as well, um, from what I remember. I believe we went to the same high school, which is always like, oh, okay. someday I'll interview him or I'll meet him and I'll be like, okay, did you, does this, did this happen? Because I think it was, because people would talk about it and like, because he started DC with Danny and all those guys. And mm-hmm. I think we went to the same high school. But yeah, so I, I've, I've been kind of like 
from afar, like, yeah, I can't block. This is awesome. You know, the person from <laughs> my world is, isn't, is really making it happen too. So it's a universal thing, but, um, yeah, man, I think that's, I think the, the common thread here is, is love and the love of cars and the passion of cars and capturing that. And I think, is that what you would say is what your style and photography really comes down to? It boils down to, cause you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, but um, would you consider your photography a style of yours or is it kind of just something that you naturally do and you don't consider style? Um, I, I think, um, it's, it's one of the things like I, I definitely go out looking to tell that story from my point of view and what I think is cool. Um, but, but like, I, I guess I just want to make it digestible, you know, like whatever I see, um, whether it be shooting on the set of Gymkhana or whether it be just me, um, messing around somewhere, you know, where I haven't been, um, it, it just comes down to me not really looking for the absolute beauty, like the, just the best possible photos. It's part that, but it's also part storytelling. You know, like I, I definitely tried to, I mean, the guys that I really, I always say I aspire to follow or the, the guys that really um, inspire me are the embedded war photographers, um, news photographers, like, um, that follow, um, politicians and, you know, or, or whatever, like, um, even the Olympics photographers or sport sports photographers, the guys who, who shoot the Super Bowl, um, and they've been doing it for whatever, 40 years or whatever, like that, that stuff really, um, that, that's like that, that real reporting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause sure. we're, I'm all doing is fake reporting, but like, it's pleasure uh, fun. Yeah. 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 But, but like (laughs) what those guys do, it's, it's, that's really grinding. And because they're shooting relatively not, not so visual stuff. They're shooting a lot of things that they have to make look good, even though it's boring. Like Donald Trump and stuff. No, I'm just joking. He's not boring. He's weird looking. So yeah. No, but, but, but I mean like, (laughs) no, totally. Just like, um, Pete Souza, like, uh, uh, Obama's photographer that I followed. Yeah. Like I, I like hearing his stories and I like hearing all the things that he, him and even the other um, Air Force One photographers that, you know, are along with the press pool. Like uh, I, I like to hear about like the restrictions that they have and the things that they have to do, the hurdles they have to go through to get photos of Obama and whatever. Like uh, that, that kind of story like intrigues me because it's the same subject. Yeah. You know, you're shooting the same subject. You're shooting something boring, realistically, um, but you're making good pictures. You're yeah. making uh, good stuff. Like for me, it should be easy for me because I'm shooting things that are visually beautiful. You know that that someone um, somewhere took a long time to design, uh, and and then you know it's my job to show it in different light, being used. Um, being destroyed sometimes or whatever you know like like it, it's just for me it's just shooting whatever is in front of me yeah and i yeah. think that that's 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 rad and capturing it in a in a way that tells a story i think that's really a trick that's a that's a key thing to to the whole thing as well as like telling a story right and being inspired yeah. by outside influences i'm very much the same way i think it's really important to be inspired by different things because that's 
how you accumulate a style really you know mm-hmm. it's like oh, okay i'm going to be inspired by like um whatever whatever like something that's just a little bit different and not like it's a competing thing i don't know are you a competitive person mm, yeah I, I guess so and and that's one of the things that really drives me is um the the people that i get to work with i check out their stuff they check out my stuff like we are always competing to try to get more interesting things you know and that's it's just a fun competition you know but we're all friends and we always sometimes we shoot the same things and um we always try to you know make sure we get the best stuff no matter what yeah and Mm -hmm. and it kind of pushes each other to to to, uh push photography car photography in general yeah and that's awesome and i think that I, I personally like having the competition side as long as it's healthy. Is and I, I'm usually it seems like you're, you're quite similar. Like I'm competing against myself most of the time, constantly trying to push myself. Do you have that inner drive as well? Like you're constantly are you are you hard on yourself when you're taking photos, or do you um, have a you know like a flow with how you do it, deal with it now? Or did, was there a point in your career where you're just like I suck and like my photos are whack and like I'm I don't know? Do you ever have that? Because that, that's a what, imposter syndrome kind of thing too. Yeah, we we're always our our own worst critic, you know. And it's important I, though. It's I'll tell you right now, even now, even if I pick up a camera today and go out and shoot something. I won't be having a good day until I get that first good photo. Mm. <laughs> like yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be a terrible day and uh, until that point, and then it'll be good. Yeah, um, it's funny. I just need to make sure I get something good in the bag, and I really do take things personally when I miss something. Yeah, um, when you, I miss that's so difficult though, right? I yeah, it, it's it really is. I miss, when I miss a moment. If something is out of focus or something happens where I miss something that I saw with my own eyes but I couldn't capture it, I take it so personally you wouldn't believe it. Like it, it's emotional for me mm. uh, because I feel like I, I just invest so much into it. Like I'm always trying to produce and I'm always trying to one up um, the year. Every year I try to you know shoot more or in my eyes maybe create better pictures um but i mean you know i might not or i may whatever it's it's just one of those things like if one once i lose that drive you know i feel like i'll lose everything um that drive is is definitely what keeps me going and and i beat myself up pretty often saying like i don't do enough uh like i see those moments where i miss and i see like hey maybe i should have just hiked a little further or maybe i should have stayed a little longer or whatever you know like but i feel like it's one of those things i'll never win same for you i'm sure you push yourself so much you you'll never really obtain it you know you'll just get (laughs) i feel bad for those around me honestly because i'm (laughs) exactly the same i'm an emotional like um just i suck you know until (laughs) until that render comes through or that design you know comes to fruition or whatever and and i think that you know uh, with photography, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure. And especially if you're capturing stuff that's moving, you got to really know your gear and you got to be able to capture it as best as possible. And it does, there's a, there's a high stake there, but at the same time too, like a lot of times when I make things, it's, I'll make like a film or something. And it's like a, it's like a 12 to six month process. And it's just like every day until it's done, I'm just like, 
all right, well, what's this thing? What about, and it's just like, oh, sometimes I wonder like, why the hell am I doing this? (laughs) I'm literally (laughs) torturing myself for a living. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll probably (laughs) agree with me on this, but it's like, it's one of those things like no matter how much I'm getting paid for something, if I don't feel good about it, then I'm just not feeling good about it at all. Like if, if I'm getting paid for something and I'm creating crap, I'm feeling terrible. Yeah. You know, like it's like the the art prostitute. Yeah. yeah, Versus, um, versus like if I'm creating something for myself, same thing. I, it's that same feeling, you know, like it could be feeling too. I could be paying out of pocket to make something. And, and if I, create something that I'm happy about, then it's like the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, totally. so I'm sure it's the same, same way with you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a juggle. And I think obviously it's probably very similar for all of you listening to this right now is if you're really, truly passionate about what you're doing and you want to be the best against yourself, you're going to have moments and parts of your life where you're just, just pissed (laughs) and getting over that emotional, but there's moments of complete pure bliss where you capture that one really, um, you know, beautiful photo or you design that one incredible, whatever, or you film that one amazing thing. What is there a photo that comes to mind when you think about what encapsulates the years and the progress and, and all the things together comes to a head and the photo kind of, says it all for you is there a photo that you have that that comes to mind Hmm, i mean not really off the top of my head um even last night before i went to sleep um i'm still i'm super late on like my photos of the year for last year Mm. um and i'm just going through those but it's so hard to narrow it down to so i i do uh, i do like um this year i'm gonna do 200 Oh. best photos of the year and that's 100 just drifting shots oh, or snap dri- or drift related which is just drift drift culture or the people around drifting hmm. um and then that's like drifting in general um it could be formal drift it could be d1 it could be whatever um and then i have 100 other photos which is everything else that i've shot um it could be racing. It could just be car features. It could be car culture or whatever. Um, it's seriously so hard for me to choose that 200 shots. It's so hard because, um, like I said, the whole, I try to publish 35 pictures from each car feature. That's the minimum. All right. So, cause sometimes, um, if I'm out, if I'm shooting, for example, like Goodwood, I'll have 200 pictures just from Goodwood that I published. Sure. It's you easy know, to take I'll, that many photos there. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. That, that place yeah. is just like, it's really Yeah. So stupid. like for me to just choose one from that event to represent that whole event, it's already hard, let alone one from my entire career you know? sure. <laughs> or just one from the year. Sure. Um, well, you, always, you're obviously you're shooting a lot too, so that's I, I mean I, I was I was anticipating this answer because you're out yeah. there shooting a ton and you're capturing a ton. Um, I, on average, what's the amount of uh, photos you're taking on? It seems like you do like multiple shoots in a day, and, and yeah. I, so let's so say just like one shoot, if we were to isolate I'm, it, how many how many captures are you? Our sh- photos are you capturing in that? 
So so I just I just bought a new server. Um, <laughs> it's sitting next to me. It's 144 terabyte. Oh snap! Yeah. You're beating me. I thought I had a lot. Is it yeah, one so of those? Uh, what is it? What's it called? The brand? It, it's a Synology. Yeah, and I have it's that a, too. Yeah, it's basically 12, 12 terabyte hard thing. drives. I have that. Okay, I don't have the yeah. 12 terabytes. I have eight, so yeah. I'm, I'm not on that Larry Chen level. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, that one's gonna be. Uh, it's it's. It's going to, I mean, I'm just getting it as, as a starter. I'm going to fill it up this year. Basically it's, it's wow. already, it's already up to 80 because with the, at raid six in with raid six, it comes on to 108. Yeah. Cause it's right? one of the drives can fail and it still or, scatters. Yeah, yeah. Two, two drives. Fail. Or two drives. That's right. Yeah. 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 Two drives can fail. So it's 108 and it's already 80 full. Um, wow. so next year, uh, it'll all have to start getting those expansion ones, you know? Wow. But, you're, uh, like, you're thankful you don't shoot video. Cause that's, I know. It's right. The worst. That's shooting stills. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's insane. That's insane. So, Cause obviously so, you shoot raw, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. And, so, but, yeah. um, it, it probably fluctuated from the last time I calculated, but I shoot about 750 per day. Wow. Um, which, you know, I could go five days without shooting and then the next, day i'll make up for that sure sure you know because of so. travel and all that stuff but that's that's a lot of that's a lot of shooting but at the same time i i guess it makes sense do you feel that when you're there because this is the pressure i get to and i'm there let's say I'm, I'm just by myself and i'm out in the canyons or something with my car i always bring my dslr with me too we'll talk about gear here in a minute i'm sure people are curious about that and there there are some stuff some resources that you guys have on speed hunters i'll lead people to because sometimes it gets really annoying to be like wait what kind of button did you pick for that thing you're like it doesn't matter dude just go grab the photo and just do it yourself <laughs> you know like uh, but, um, yeah i'm sure that becomes an exhausting question which i don't want to turn into a podcast about gear but at the same time it's it's also interesting but when i go out for drives i almost always bring my dslr because you never know what you're gonna see who you're gonna meet, and at the same time like um i just i love my car so it's like it's something really cool and it helps me with my cgi like when i'm making computer generated images it helps me see light and how light works and materials Mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff and textures and all that kind of stuff so it just sharpens the eye but um I think you're a Canon guy, right? You shoot mm-hmm. with Canon bodies? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no preference really. Like I'll shoot with anything, but, um, I just got hooked on Canon early on. And it's one of those things, you know, more than anyone else, like you just can't change mid way, I guess, yeah. you know, like they, they, they lock you in pretty good. And, um, lucky for me, um, I've been working with Canon recently. Um, I did like a, I didn't do a clinic, but I did like a speaking event or whatever with, with them in Southern California, um, where I just kind of talked about my work. Uh, and now, um, it looks like I'm going to be working with them a little more, Sick. um, which is awesome. You know, like I, I thing is, it, it, it's like they make, to me, they make the best stuff, but they also make the worst stuff. <laughs> like, hmm. It's like one of those things like um, you could never really have the perfect tool for the job, um, yeah. no matter what. You know, like it, you're always wanting more. And that's the problem, I think, with photographers. They always want more, or more light or more sharpness or more this or more megapixels or whatever. You know, like 
I, I feel like they'll never be pleased. I'll never be pleased, I guess. Um, <laughs> but but it's one of those things. That they're, uh, I, I like working with those guys. They're really cool. And um, yeah, but I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot with anything. I shoot with my phone a lot. I still shoot film a lot. Hmm. Um, what phone it, do you have? It doesn't matter. I, I shoot with the, uh, or I, my phone, I have a Google Pixel. Okay, yeah. I heard the camera yeah. on that's not too bad, huh? Yeah, so the the first one was great. No, the second one is even better. The Google okay. Pixel Two, hmm. um, it doesn't have as many raw capabilities as like Samsung phones do. Yeah. Um, but um, in general, I feel like the color is really nice, and and the sensor I think is a little bigger, um, which is nice. And I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like um, it's nice having a little pocket camera, you know. Yeah. All the- that's really where all these things are going to go the problem is the physical nature of these things you kind of have to have lenses as say for telephoto lenses you need to have the distance glass and and the hardware unfortunately yeah which is a bummer about telephoto because they're my favorite lenses but they're so bulky and huge you often leave them behind because you're like "Eh." (laughs) yeah and that's the thing is uh like I, I guess it's a lot of photographers are like, oh, there's a, so jealous of all the gear and whatever. Mm. I wish I didn't have to carry all that stuff. Sure, yeah. you know, my I'm hurting. My body's hurting. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> getting like, we're getting old, people. <laughs> I have to carry all this stuff all the time, and it just sucks so bad. But problem is, if I want to achieve that look, I have to carry all that stuff. Yeah, you need you a know? spectrum. I have to carry it all. Top um, three lenses. What are you? What's your pick? Top three. If you only had three to take onto a shoot. Which I'm sure you probably do sometimes. Yeah, um, it's, that's that's an easy answer. Usually, if it's something to do with cars or racing, it would be the 35, 135, and then 400 millimeter. Uh, okay, I was gonna. Yeah. See, I thought you might say the 70 to 200, but maybe uh-huh. not. Yeah, the 400 is 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 badass too. I love well, uh, love what it does to a photo. But the problem is, you have to physically be in a position to be ready for it um, because of the distance, obviously. But yeah, interesting. yeah the thing is what people don't realize is a 400 millimeter on a full frame isn't that long mm. it's not mm. um length is achievable so it's it's length is so easy to achieve the the thing that's hard to achieve is the look of it that's true you know because yeah. i could shape the light so different compared to other lenses i could shape it to the point where it's just the depth of field is so much or i could have everything in focus or whatever, you know, like having that range and having the, the tool to be able to shape the light to that way is really important. And 400 millimeters isn't that far. Mm -hmm. Um, with a crop body, you put on a, 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 200 that comes that comes down to 320 or whatever yeah. and if you put a 400 on that it's like 650 mm. you know so length is not the issue it's it's being able to shape the light um and the reason why i use 35 135 and 400 is because most people like to shoot with 50 you know and yeah it's natural well, to the eye it, it, it's yeah. like different it's like people like to shoot with 50 people like to shoot with 24 Okay, yeah. So it's the twenty four fifty, I'll shoot in between those guys, and then same thing with the seventy two hundred. They'll I love shoot the at seventy. Yeah, yeah, they'll shoot at seventy. They'll shoot at two hundred. I'll kind of choose a little middle, a little bit. One thirty five. I mean, one thirty five yeah. is a sweet spot too, and, yeah. it, and it doesn't distort the car much. It gives you a nice uh, fall off, and it allows yeah. you to really play with it. What's the f stop on that? On that one. So that's f two. Ah, uh, yeah, it's great. And that's the same yeah. thing. Is I have just a little bit more to shape the light how I want to, you know, like, yeah, yeah it's F2 versus 
with a 7200 it's f2.8 but that 0.8 makes such a big difference in my eyes yeah um just to be able to yeah i could shoot at 2.82 but guess what i can open it up to two yeah Um, and that just opens up so much more opportunity um, yeah and i love what, i like shooting like wide open too they just like yeah I don't know. yeah what what people don't realize a lot of times is like oh it has four stop is or it has internal is this or internal image stabilization that nothing can replace more light no nah, it's true and because yeah. you're basically capturing light that's the art of photography and how well i mean you capture it Exactly. And um, nothing can replace more light. I mean, yeah, you can use a tripod or whatever, but that limits you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a nice tripod. And I almost never, ever use it because of how much I'm on the go. I mean, and that's just my style, you know, yeah. versus guys shoot with tripod all day. That's fine. That's your style, too. Whatever. You could do that. Um, but yeah. just my style requires me to be on the go all day. It requires me to, let's be honest, run away from the authorities. <laughs> like I, I, Sometimes uh, you can't have a tripod on the sidewalk or on the street. Whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, which, which is tough because, um, in my opinion, the best times to shoot are mornings and evenings. And you get some awesome shots in the middle of the day, too, of course. And, and night is oftentimes really hard unless you have, obvi- obviously, artificial light. Or a tripod. And so yeah. what, what's what's hard, and especially you're a California guy like I am too, is we don't have like what, you know, the can- Canadians do, which is like that crazy, like couple hours of oh, like, yeah. amazing yeah. light, you know, yeah. which is why yeah. they shoot lots of films like The Revenant and all that stuff up there. Right. But right. Um, yeah, we get, we get like 30 minutes. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah. shit. All right. You know, you're running around you're like, okay, all right, go over here and turn the car that way and this and that. And, and you, okay, that's it. Yeah, you know, and but it's, I yeah. mean, the trade off, maybe we course, get an hour, maybe you know, no, well, the trade off of course is we get more of those days. That's a lot true. More. It's very true. It's very true. I'm, I'm not complaining in the, in yeah. the cause we get amazing weather, but the, the yeah. amount of time where the sun is at that peak in the horizon where it's you know scattering across it and creating mm-hmm. that amazing light it, it, it's just it, it 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 it's very small and capturing it so um it's cool that you're not shooting i figured as much because of how many photos you take because oftentimes when you're methodically like you know sitting there with you know the tripod and all that stuff it it's it's one of those things that it does get in the way and it is kind of a an extra burden to have, but it also with shooting tripod is you get an extra 30, 40, 50, two hours out of shooting. Um, yeah, cause no, you can for just, sure. you can just let it do its and thing, you know, it's a, it's a different look, you know, yeah. like, and yeah. I, I still, I will shoot with it. Um, but it's just depends on the look that you're trying to achieve. You know, it could even be shooting in the daylight, you know, but like putting NDs on, sh- slowing down shutter speed or whatever, all of that, it's just so everything that you have in your bag or everything that you have in your closet, it's part of your tool chest of things that you could use to shape the light how you want. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but, um, it's one of those things, no matter how much gear you have, you can't carry it all with you <laughs> yeah. as much as you want, you know, as much as you try. Um, I have so, I have, yeah, a lot of things, uh, like the question I get asked a lot is, you know, what camera do you shoot with or what, what do you shoot with? Um, and I just reply Canon yeah. um, because it's pretty much the entire Canon catalog. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. You know, like, sure. I mean, I get to shoot with whatever I want to shoot with, you know? So um, if, if they say like, what, what lenses do you have? 
what am I going to say? You know, yeah, I just all say the lenses, makes, baby. Yeah, every single lens Canon makes. You know, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, you know? but there's uh, the, there's essentials. I think that that's what I was getting at too. Is like there's essential it. lenses that you just connect with based on your style and what you yeah. like. Like, um, um, yeah. In you know, when I go back, um, I I don't do this really anymore. I go back sometimes on my um, posts or uh, things that I publish, and I kind of just check off to see how many of the lenses I use to make this one story mm. or whatever. You know, sometimes it's uh, pretty much a wide variety, wide range, depending on what it is. Like, for example, if I'm shooting Formula Drift, I'm using everything. Yeah. You know, there's something from everything in there because of remote cameras, because of, um, you know, long distance shooting or whatever um, in the paddock, all that stuff. But if, if I'm shooting just a car feature, sometimes it could just be two lenses, mm. you know, because guess what? I could walk back. I could walk forward. I could zoom in. You know, I could climb on a tree, whatever. I could do whatever I want to to change the focal length or change the photo itself versus if I'm limited in terms of time and like moments, um, for example, like with Formula Drift, hey, sometimes a battle only is two runs, you know, yeah. or sometimes it could just be one run if, if they crash out. So if I have five remote cameras going on as well as the two or three that I have on me um, and I'm shooting, you know, all at the same time, shooting the same moment, the more... I have of that moment, you know, the better. Yeah. The yeah, more chance crazy. that I'll miss, you know, that I won't miss something. Um, it, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like I, I don't want to have to carry everything with me, but it's just <laughs> part of the job, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I guess that's, I've, I've seen uh, photos of you working to you have that epic, like, um, like Sherlock Holmes hat, like neck yeah. cover thing too, which yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Cause what it tells me too, is you're out in the field a lot and you're like, I don't want to get sunburned. It sucks getting yeah. sunburned. Yeah. And I'm out here for hours just trying to get to that shot. Oh, and then you have a couple of bodies draped across you too. So like, I'm imagining you have the 35 on one, the 135 on the other, and then you save like the, the bazooka for like, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, cause that's a, that's an ordeal that lens. What, so yeah. What people don't realize is when you're shooting cars, you, you're pretty much outside all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm when I'm shooting, I'm out every day. I'm in the sun, and people that I work with, I know people that have skin cancer and they've gotten skin cancer because they do the exact same job that I do. They're out all day shooting. Yeah. Um, it's no joke, you know. So I'm like really, you know, I, I just really uh, make sure I make. It's one of those things that I just think about. Yeah, definitely. And it's good to be cognizant of it. Yeah, y you travel a lot. Um, what are some of the places the, that you find to be your favorites? You know, you go to Japan a lot. Japan's one of my favorite places in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what are those places for you? Like when you get a, um, like a mission to go on assignment or whatever, you're like, ah, uh, hell yeah. Or like, ah, yeah. I don't want to go there. <laughs> well, well J Japan, that's such an easy answer. You know, I can't go there often enough. Really. Yeah. I Same. mean, some years I'll shoot there four or five times and it's still not enough. I'm you jealous. know, there's just so much to shoot there and the light is amazing and it's so clean and it's just a different look versus anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. Um, it's just like the way that they design the streets and the way that so the signs good. are and the way, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Just walking down an alley or whatever, it just looks different. It's a whole different um, place. It's the one place I've traveled a lot to. It's the one place on the earth where it's completely its own thing. 
yeah, but right. but that's that's the thing is there's so many places like that. Yeah. Um, I just we just like Japan because I mean their car, car culture and all that. It, like Spain has a different look too. You know, sure. it's yeah. that like um, the the roofs, the the I guess the brick buildings and whatever the small endless small towns in between um, uh, cities or whatever. Like that's just a different look too. But that's the beauty of it is is. All of that is actually not so far away if you think about it. You know, like a lot of people are so afraid to travel. Well, because it sucks. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it <laughs> does suck. And I always say that's the worst part of my job is actually yeah. the actual transiting part. Yeah. Once I'm actually there, it's fine. Of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, <sighs> any new place is my favorite place. Mm, interesting. You know, like I, I love traveling so much. Like I'll, I'll travel to. I don't know any, anywhere. Like I, I, I haven't totaled it up recently, but I think I've been to forty-five countries now. Wow! Um, and awesome. um, I'm just all so from lucky photography, to, which is awesome. All from shooting cars. All yeah. from shooting cars. Yeah. Awesome. And um, there's just so many more left to go to. Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking Japan? Japan's on the top of your list of places that you would love to shoot. Well, Japan is easy in that it's safe. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that's amazing yeah. about it. It's safe, clean, and safe. You can get anywhere easily. Like I, I the first time I went to Japan, I went on my own to Tokyo Auto Salon back in 2006, mm. and you know I just got around. And I just learned the whole thing by myself. You know, it's just it's it's too easy. It really is. It's too easy just to be able to just to do it, just to want to do it. It's it's just too easy. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah. I grew up in Hawaii, so like uh, it's very like um, Japanese culture is really yeah. like it's just yeah it's very much a part of Hawaiian culture and Hawaii itself is yeah I, I love, love Hawaii it. I I love the Hawaiian car culture too because they got some badass cars out there that's, some that's super the car coolest, guys out there that's the coolest thing to me because it's such a small island yeah. no racetracks Islands, yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, you can Small drive islands. faster too because yeah. you'll you'll get your car taken pretty quickly too. Yeah, and that's that's the fun thing is um, last time I was out there, um, it was uh, Weckfest Hawaii was going oh, yeah. on. It's this meet, and typically in on the mainland, what we do is you know we'll we'll meet up somewhere in a parking lot or whatever, or we'll caravan. Like let's say if we're going to Laguna Seca, we'll all meet up in LA somewhere and we'll caravan like six hours, four hundred miles to Laguna Seca or whatever. You know? Um whereas they do that on Oahu. You know, it's <laughs> like it you, you you basically like what meet just down the street yeah <laughs> pretty much all, man all in together you know and that's the fun <laughs> thing is that's what i saw yeah you know i love that like on the way to the meet i saw a bunch of parking lots filled with a bunch of car different car clubs they wanted to roll in together you know they have that same thing but it's scaled down and i think it's so cool like i was so happy to be able to shoot that yeah it's a common love you know it yeah. is totally a common love that what people don't realize is that's all over the world. Any yeah. government, any country that even allows a morsel of that, that exists. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's awesome. And it's a common thing. It's a common love too. And it's just the thing of, of, of 
the joy and love of a car, you know, and, yeah. and the, 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 the trade-off that it gives you by, you know, enjoying that. Um, are you going to, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're almost wrapped up here, but one things I want to talk to a little bit about is, and it's one thing I always try to bring up in the show is, um, the future of this, the future of what you mm. do, the future of technology, what you're using. Um, you know, there's, I mean, w- what's the next thing in your mind, where, where's photography, automotive photography specifically, cause that's your passion and your love in 10 years. Where is it at in 20 years? What do you think? It, it, there's just so much, um, it, it's one of those things, I guess it's the same as like, um, film cameras. There's always going to be gasoline or engine powered cars, you know, like, um, with the whole electronic or electric car and autonomous car, yeah, uh, the, the gasoline power car or diesel powered car, they're, they're getting phased out. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing is, cars are still going to be there, you know. And I, I'm seeing that transition firsthand, like with electric cars racing Pikes Peak and Formula E and just electric cars in general. Like, hey, what about all the um, Tesla? you know, drag racing videos, you know, they're, they're having fun. They're making cool cars, um, that are exciting to drive as well. You know, like, so, so th- we're, we're in that transition stage, kind of like the whole t- transition from film to digital. People are still shooting film for fun. You yeah. know, we're, we'll still drive our gasoline powered cars for fun, Yeah. but you know, our everyday car is going to be an electric car. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it, I wouldn't mind a Thomas electric car, honestly, because when you're sitting in traffic with a six stage clutch or a three stage clutch or whatever, <laughs> it, it sucks. It's not fun. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't like driving my car in traffic. I love driving my car in the canyons. That's exactly. where I, that's, I try to avoid all traffic till it gets to that exactly. place where it's designed to, to have fun in. But yeah. so in a way we'll save more time, you know, like yes. if we're sitting, if we'll we're sitting, in traffic, <laughs> yeah, we'll be Lightroom. We'll be working, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like that's uh, one of those things that we're just getting ready to transition to, you know, like, um, I've already shot one Tesla as a car feature and I've shot countless electric cars up Pike's Peak and doing land speed, whatever. Um, that, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's already getting to that point. Um, it's only, it's only just going to progress more and more and more. Of course, of course. And I guess I think, you know, people would be there. So, and, and the thing about the, being in the U S though is nice is we're going to be pretty much the last ones. I feel like, yeah, of course <laughs> we're going to be holding on to, we're yeah. going to be holding on to that yeah, fossil fuel. Like with we're going to hold death. on. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that too. And I was going yeah. through this expensive and, you know, just really detailed engine rebuild on the SX. And I was thinking like, shit. I mean, if I honestly end up keeping this car, as long as I hope I will, then I'm going to eventually have to probably swap this thing out for an EV motor or something. Cause you know, it's just, it's going to come down to it where the cost of gasoline is going to be just so astronomical. Um, and at the same time, just the taxation and all that bullshit that comes along with it. We know all, everybody in California understands the the real struggle <laughs> of modified mm. cars in California, which is it's a real, right. it's a real struggle, but at the same time, it is what I, it is. So I think we don't have to worry about it in our lifetime. Yeah, you honestly, so? nah. Yeah. I, I honestly think, I think we'll be okay. Um, but who knows? I mean, 
it, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, I guess it's the whole gun debate, you know? <laughs> like, sure, sure. You think you think we'll uh, see all the guns gone in, in the United States in our lifetime? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, just, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, America is a unique kind of unicorn in, in that respect, I think. Yeah. Um, little and, bit and of, as, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but no, uh, the whole California thing, it, how... I mean, seeing how restricted we are, really, it's not that restricted compared to so many other countries. Well, it's just because we have a ton of cars. And it's true. In Europe, you have crazy uh, hoops and stuff. And even like my buddy Aaron Beck, like um, he was building his CUDA out in, uh, oh man, what am I freaking drawing a blank? New Zealand. In New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. And and the struggles he would tell me, I'd, I'd end up having a buy parts from and send them off to him and that's stuff. awesome yeah it just it's a i didn't i didn't realize thing. you uh you guys were friends we just did a track day together i invited him out to uh we rented out grange awesome uh, and uh he brought his m3 and lost his bumper out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he it was funny because aaron brought his car he had a, a new m3 what do you call those the f series i guess yeah yeah, yeah 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 those yeah. things are awesome so yeah, beautiful i saw it i saw it before uh before the, the incident yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting a little yeah. too crazy up in the canyons yeah. there. Aaron, yeah. crazy guy. But he came out and I took him up to um, Palomar. I don't know if you've been to Palomar. It's one of my favorite roads around here. I live kind of close to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had so much fun. I let him drive my NSX and listening. Oh, nice. and, and I was in his car and his car is very capable. But I was at, when I was like a couple minutes in, I'm like, okay, give me back my car. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> this thing is like a video game. I want like the, you know, the no power steering and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. madness, you know? And I really, yeah. it's, 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 it's funny, but yeah, Aaron's a friend of mine. We work in similar industries. I've actually had him on the podcast. He's a, oh cool. we've been to Japan together and we went to SEMA sure. together. He's, he's a, he's a rad dude. Yeah, and he's sure. definitely like through and through a complete petrol head too. Yeah, yeah. And he's an art guy, which is like very rare. You know, I imagine yeah. when people are listening to this podcast, most from like what cars yeah. uh like <laughs> trust me it's an addiction if you don't know it or aren't into it don't get into it because it's it'll destroy everything because <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, yeah it's it's not it's not it's not a I, I love it and i hate it at the same time so yeah it's a but but yeah like the whole restriction thing i mean it, i we have it good in california really that's true yeah. Really, I mean, yeah, we. It's not as bad, but like, it's just that everyone else in the United States they have it better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but we have it pretty good. We just have a lot of cars, is really what it comes down to, and a lot of people yeah. because it's an awesome place to live. California is an amazing state, and we got a lot of awesome things here, and and a lot of amazing driving roads too. So, oh um, yeah, yeah. Future Endless. goals, future goals for you. Cause we're coming out. You're going to be one of the first, uh, episodes on 2018. Do you have some future goals? I can I often think of these episodes as time machines, like little time mm-hmm. capsules. I mean, so, um, future goals. If you were to listen back to this at the end of 2018 or start of 2019, um, what are some goals for you this year and how are you looking to obtain them? Well, I definitely want to be in front of the camera more. Um, I feel like it's just a different thing that I'm kind of not transitioning into, but it's like something that something else that I'm kind of falling in love with. You know, like mm. it's it's just another way for me to be around cars, yeah, um, and that culture surrounding it. Um, and that's why you know I'm I'm doing podcasts as much as I can. I'm I'm um, trying to just do videos and. Um, 
shoot video and be in front of like i mean it's like it's just fun for me i I like shooting um but it's just a different thing that i can do that gives me that same feeling i guess yeah that's smart too that's cool aligning with brian and all those guys at hoonigan is going to give you that because those guys are just i don't they're pushing out content like just a i don't even know how they're doing it they got well the, that's why they call it the media machine yeah it is a media machine it's, it's crazy it's a machine they're yeah just dumping it out i mean and, they got a good formula you know so yeah and and the thing is like i i have no alliance to anyone you know i'll work with anyone i love working with anyone to do with car culture you know um lucky for me i get to work with the hoonigan guys um yeah. They're, I appreciate they're that about us. you, though. You're autonomous. Yeah. You're kind of like a Ronin. You kind of go and because that's one thing I was going to say. You're not an exclusive photographer, which I find is uh, is that's obviously designed by choice. I'm sure you've had opportunities like to be an exclusive person, and you probably have in your past. But is there a reason why you like to re- like retain? Is it a freedom thing? The ability to do what you want when you want to, and it's definitely a freedom thing. Um, like it's it's just one of those things. Like. Um, I just can't be tied to anyone, really. Like, uh, I, <laughs> I, I want to be able to do, yeah, I want to do everything, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't want to be tied to a certain um, brand or a certain um, just outlet or whatever, you know. So, like, I I just want to continue shooting whatever, whatever I want. You know, that's why I do a lot of work for Hot Rod Magazine. Um, that's why I do... Um, you know, I've done, I've done covers for D Sport. I'm doing stuff for Triple Zero magazine. You know, like I'm doing a lot of print stuff, which is kind of weird. Um, but um, yeah, I have no like alliance. Motorhead, any- have you done? Stuff yeah, yeah, in- yeah. I yeah, love I, that I've magazine. Done, I've done a couple covers for Motorhead. A um, couple stories. Uh, this past year, I did a Gumball 3000 Sick. for them, yeah. which is was just some of that. such a. I mean, it it, it was. It was a highlight for sure, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was just looking at those photos last night because I was choosing the photos of the year. Mm. I still can't believe that I got to follow the Gumball 3000, but so actually right. drive it. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just so crazy. Like, just driving along in Croatia at top speed with all these guys. I mean, the speed limit, following the speed limit the sure. whole time. Sure. <laughs> yes, we yeah. know. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what the speed limit coin term is. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I do it all the time in my own car. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to work with all these guys, you know, and, and, um, being freelance, it's seriously the best. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. A lot of people, Same. you know, like that, uh, steady paycheck or whatever you know well it's really nice care. that security is yeah. nice especially when you have a family yeah. you know to know that okay this is i sometimes have like uh because i've been freelancing for almost eight years now and so mm-hmm. i totally there's there's the woes of it but at the same time there's just a lot of I, i'm a, i'm the same way i like to be my own boss and i like to be able to be autonomous and pick whatever i want and, mm-hmm. and work with whatever director or whoever i want when i want mm-hmm. to because that's really where i find the best work comes out you know so, oh yeah without a doubt oh yeah yeah because you're stuck to yeah. a certain brand or a certain thing constantly your work becomes stagnant and i think that's not good for any creative but i don't know mm-hmm. i mean there's a film that i I watch probably like a couple every two times a year. It's a Yiro dreams of sushi. Have you ever watched that? Oh yeah. 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 I love that film so much. Me too. Cause I can't I be that guy. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that, do you feel the same way? Cause I'm like, I couldn't, I mean maybe, but I couldn't do, I couldn't do that one thing rep- repeatedly. 
I could, <laughs> but I, I appreciate that so much because I just find it so fascinating, you know, that he would spend his entire life making sushi basically, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And it, that it, masterfulness. It, yeah. But like, and, and then he only, I mean, uh, he's, He's gotten like I'm sure a lot of international press over the years or whatever, yeah, but like great that yeah. that movie was the the maybe the biggest thing. Sure, well, it was really you well know? done too. It was yeah. really really but, well but, shot and captured. Oh my it, god, and, and, the the it just made it look it just made you want to have sushi right after oh, you yeah, watch it, yeah, right? But yeah. the thing is, um, uh, <laughs> I watched it actually with my. Um, uh, photographer buddy uh and uh, the whole time we're like oh my god so much bokeh <laughs> oh crazy yeah, yeah the lenses yeah, so much bokeh yeah delicious but, but lenses like, yeah i mean i guess he doesn't care either way huh like that's the thing yeah. he did, like the if the movie was never made he doesn't care either way you that's know what's just, so brilliant and that's what i think is rad about a person like him is just like i don't care it's my thing. I'm doing it and I'm going to do it until I die. And it's, yeah. it's so Japanese too, which yeah. is like incredibly Japanese, which but, another but thing like, I love. The, the whole thing about making that egg sushi for like, you can't get it right for 20 years. <laughs> that's so nuts. And after, yeah. At 20, after 20 years, it's like, I guess that comes down to the whole, your design and your filmmaking and my photography. Like we put so much effort into fixing the littlest things or getting the angle just a little bit right that most people won't notice it or the color they do you know though. Like they feel it yeah yeah well they i mean, feel it in their work though i think i think it's i think it's something that it, it might not be on the nose but they definitely feel the difference between the craft of great and good i think that's that's definitely it, a truth I don't yeah, know it, it, it's crazy because like what what's the difference between after year one and after year 20 the egg has it changed that much? You know, I mean, like, it's like yeah. maybe that last five percent. You got it's the last five percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's usually yeah. what it is, though, right? It's like you know how with like cameras and pho- photography, it's like the first year you just taking shit photos. It's just what it is. Right. And then but, like no, year five, like, you're like, okay. And then year twenty, <laughs> you're like, all right, this is sick, and you're flowing. You know. Oh so, my god! I don't I, know. Just, yeah. yeah, that that movie though. Yeah, that's a great one. Movie. Yeah. It's it's universal is why I love it so much too, and it's very closely. Um, I love his son too, and how his son's like a total petrolhead out there too, and like yeah, because to be a petrolhead in Japan is it's 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 you gotta you gotta have money out there to do that because it's it's not as I think as affordable as it is in the states from what I know from maybe it is I'm not sure. I mean, because you have to swap out the engine and everything, right? Sure, exactly. But yeah, it depends on the level. Like if you want to, that's one of those misconceptions I think is. like of course, if you go high in supercar, all that stuff, it's really expensive. But if you want to just get a beater, That's then it's true. not so bad. Well, like a Porsche, for example, to own a Porsche yeah. in Japan, it's yeah, it's yeah. kind of an expensive endeavor in no, comparison no. to what we have in the states. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, man, it's been awesome talking with you. I'm so stoked. I've been a fan of your work for a very long time now, and um, it's really rad to when you find or you meet somebody, you can just tell the genuineness and the love and passion of it and that's really why i do these shows the worst is like having a guest that doesn't have that and you're like oh i gotta do this but no but no you definitely exude um a positive nature and it seems like you've completely manifested it and you're an example for the rest of us to like go out there and do what you love and enjoy that process you know and 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 i appreciate you sharing your journey with us and 
made him a believer <sighs> out of all of us too. So I'm awesome. just like you, you know, I'm just like you. I'm just a car guy like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's true. And that's, I think that's again, a testament. With to, that said, with yeah. that said, we have to go driving sometime soon. Oh, hell yeah, man. I mean, oh. Yeah. It would be, uh, yeah, it would, it would be an honor. I'd love to. I'll, uh, I've been talking to Aaron about coming out there and he's been telling me all about these roads up in the Hollywood Hills and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound yeah. ridiculous. I went on a little bit of one with him when he had his, uh, I think it was when he had his M3. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was I just, mean, he still has an M3. Yeah, <laughs> he's got, he's, yeah, he's it's got, just missing a bumper now. He's got, it's missing a couple numbers and yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a 36, right? E36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, well, he, he, um, so he's actually driven my 240Z. Oh, damn. Uh, He's driven he's everybody's driven, cars. <laughs> yeah, he's driven my car as a camera car. Oh, it was, nice. It was a camera car, and um, I was in the passenger seat. I was shooting out of it in Vegas, actually. Sick. Last year for SEMA. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just fun. We should definitely go out driving. <laughs> we should, man. Small world. We probably yeah. know a lot of the same people, too, which is great. Because car culture, you know, it's quite yeah. a small window of people at that, at that level, too. But, yeah, I'd love to. Let's definitely go out for a drive. It'd be a, it'd be a blast. And, um, yeah, you can drive the NSX if you'd like. I don't know. I'm sure you've driven one before. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So no, no cars handle like this one that I've experienced. So in this generation, at least, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I did have a chance to drive that, uh, Clarion supercharged one, the blue one. Yeah. The blue one. What do you think? Yeah. Of that? Oh my God. Thing is so fun. Yeah. It's pretty much the same build as I have. Oh, yeah, the so. brakes on that are so good. What does it have? Is it have the Brembo's on there? Cause I have the, um, Turok brakes They're 10 piston. They're different. You know, I, I don't ones. remember that off the top of my head, but I just remember for a mid-engine car, I couldn't believe how that thing stopped. Mm, yeah, I'll have yeah. to check out the specs on that. But yeah, it's pretty similar to my car because it's the same supercharger. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, pretty similar. Yeah, I'm looking at photos of it on your site, actually, trying to find it. So they're the stop tech, <laughs> they're stop tech brakes. Those are, those okay, are bitching. Yeah. yeah, those are bitching. Yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why it stops so good. Yeah, yeah I got amazing. To, I got to drive it on the track and I was like, Oh my goodness, this thing is so amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a pretty rad build. Like it's, it's cool to see, like I, I, I'm hoping and I feel that, you know, like the nine, six, four hit his way, it hit its way with just blowing up basically. And when I had my (laughs) S 2000, I was, considering selling my s2000 to get a 911 turbo before mm-hmm. it's just now it's a stupid price i wouldn't i can't mm-hmm. even i couldn't even think about that i can't even look at them anymore because it just upsets me and <laughs> yeah. i scream magnus walker you know <laughs> 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 um, but i think the nsx is probably one of the next to go up because i think people are realizing just how amazing this car is it really sure. is an I'm amazing sure car. I'm sure it's gone up a lot already, um, along with the Toyota Supra and the RX-7 FD. Yes, I yeah. love the RX-7 too. I yeah. have a buddy that has one, and we go out and tangle up. And man, he's a fast driver, and he's <laughs> underpowered to me. But his lightness and his nimbleness, and he's got really good meat on there and, and good brakes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we get in some sick battles. Lots of fun. <laughs> Toge <laughs> yeah. battles. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, yeah. within, within reason, right? So, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's 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 a lot of fun, and and seeing you know we're basically same years, same same generation of, of vehicle manufacturing, and seeing how they react together is just a lot of fun. And I just yeah. really, yeah. But we'll definitely we'll have to do that. We'll have to align, and I'll come out there, um, or unless you are out in this area, we'll go out for a drive. It'll be a lot of fun. So awesome. Sounds yeah, good. Well, thank you so much again. And, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what you, 
what you create and um, looking forward to collaborating with you or whatever down the road and yeah just having fun enjoying cars together so great thanks for having me on and that concludes this week's episode big thank yous to larry for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week you can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at the collectpodcast.com slash 172 along with links to our facebook twitter and itunes podcast page have an amazing day everybody go out there be powerful be prolific peace out everyone <laughs>